This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pages Dynasty podcast. Like to extend a especially warm welcome to my brother Stephen, who decided to join us this week. Hey, and Andy, because he decided to fuck off to uh, vacation somewhere. What do you think Greg does on vacation? A fat shitload of nothing. He hates doing nothing though. Does he? He's probably sitting there right now, being like, you know, shit, I should have gone on the podcast. I should have brought my mic on vacation with me. <laughs> but he did bring because he's still up north. And last oh, week we recorded the episode, yeah, when when he and I were together. So he has it. That sounds about right for Greg, taking like five weeks off. Yeah, exactly. Including from the podcast. Yep. So um, speaking of, of taking time off, this week is... No, not the bye week. That didn't really work, did it? <laughs> no. I was trying to figure out how to integrate that. I don't know. Speaking of being on vacation, I think... Um, Dante Culpepper, where she was. How's that? <laughs> not great. I'm still in reach now. Not, yeah. your, no, not your best. Apparently, I'm still on vacation, too. How about that? <laughs> but, yeah, so this is, uh, as I've alluded to badly a few times, the Vikings coming to town, 2002, week 12. Week Tom Brady. Um, I feel like we never play the Vikings. This is one of the teams that you just don't see. It's yeah, it's true. I, I was thinking that when I was watching, like, how many games could there possibly be against the Vikings? I can't even think of another Vikings game. I can think of one. Which one? Oh, no, not in this. I think this was before the Tom Brady era. The one I'm thinking of, where the Vikings had the best run defense and the Patriots came out slinging it. I don't know. So I got nothing. Let's see. Um, Minnesota Vikings. Let's go to the Patriots Dynasty info. Yeah. Patriots Dynasty slash search slash games. Patriots have played the Vikings six times. What? Including 2000, so the year before we started doing this, they played them. And then this year in 02, and then you know, every four years, so that makes sense. So 6, 010, 010, 2010, 2014, 2018. Oh, I remember 2018. Not this past season, the season before. Yeah, I don't remember this at all. I mean, Kirk none Cousins. of the games have been close. You remember Kirk Cousins? Nope. I mean, I remember him when he was in the Redskins. Yeah, no, I remember. I kind of remember the game because the Patriots unleashed their, um, oh, there's so many names for it, like the amoeba defense, mm. where nobody lines up like with their hand down on the ground. And they were just kind of milling around so the, and the offense can't figure out who's rushing. And they did it against Kirk Cousins, and he had no answer for it. Because that was the year I think Adam Thielen was like leading the league in touchdown receptions and he had like one catch in that game or something ridiculous. You know, typical Patriots game. Like, I'm not debating that they played it. I just don't remember this at all. I don't remember any other Vikings game. I don't even remember this one. No, I, I, I don't remember this one at all. And there's big names in this too. What was What's your Lombardi score? Yeah, three maybe. Yeah, I'm on a three. Two and three quarters. I don't even know if it's quite a three because the first half was great. First half is where the Patriots scored all their points, and the second half is where the Vikings tried to do yeah. a comeback. I mean, their first three drives, where they scored them all. 
But yeah, I mean, if, if you watch, yeah, like the second quarter mainly, that was exciting. But uh, yeah, uh, let's uh, talk about the score. The score did end Patriots 24, Vikings 17. Patriots win this one, improved to 6-5. and five. And the Vikings would drop to, I think it was 3-8 and eight on the season. Yeah. Which for a team, let's talk about these Vikings. There were some big names on this team for them to be 3-8. and eight. I only got one big name, Randy Moss. Uh, Michael Bennett. I don't this remember this anyway. guy at all. I had no idea who this dude was. Really? I remember him because he was... Uh, they said he was leading the league in rushing at this point. And I don't... I was like, right. who? Yeah. The Seattle so- Seahawks guy? <laughs> oh right yeah i didn't even put that together jesus that, that's also that was my first thought i was like is he like related to the bennett brothers is, is he, I, he can't be i don't know no <laughs> i don't know either i'm gonna say no unless their parents were were that sick and twisted that they named two of their sons michael oh and the other one not michael <laughs> so yeah i don't think it was but, I mean, Dante Culpepper and Randy Moss, that connection alone is in, like, every late 90s, early 2000s highlight reel video you ever see, right? Like Randy Moss catching deep bombs from Dante Culpepper? Sure, sure. Because, I mean, this Vikings team, was this the same one that basically in, uh, not 2001, one of these years, 2000, no, 99... 98. All right. Well, that's a little further away. They went 15 and 1 and then lost in the playoffs to, I think, Michael Vick Falcon. You're and thinking of the Packers. This is before Michael Vick. We just saw Mike Vick last week or last year make his debut. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So who was, oh, it was the Dirty Bird Packers, uh, uh, Falcons. That's who it was. Oh, yeah. Jamal Williams. Yeah. But uh, this team was, I think, was that his 1998? Was, yeah, that was Randy Moss's rookie year. And he had he just went off, thirteen hundred yards, seventeen touchdowns, fucking ridiculous. Randy Moss would need like yeah. Average on the other side, when you catch the ball, you know your your butthole would pucker up. Oh my god, yeah. He was one of those guys that it was like yeah, like watching Barry Sanders or or someone like that or Michael Vick. Well, I would I had just watched the hockey and the basketball right before this game, so it's like when you're clinging to a one goal lead, you know, and they're passing it around your, your offensive on in their offensive zone. You're just like holding on. That's what it was like when Randy Moss was catching the ball and running in the open field. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, as good as this team was on paper, I mean, the, the Vikings had, let's see, Randy Moss went to the pro bowl as did Michael Bennett, the running back. Uh, Culpepper threw for almost 4,000 yards, 18 touchdowns, 23 interceptions. Uh, Michael Bennett ran for almost 1,300 yards and five touchdowns. And Randy Moss had 1,300 yards receiving and seven touchdowns, which, like, on paper, that sounds really good. Those are some solid stats, yeah. I think, though, the reason that they were had such good stats with 3-8 and eight was because couldn't stop turning the ball over. Feels like the modern day Jets, you know? Or the you know, Brett Favre led Packers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's making the Pro Bowl throwing more interceptions and touchdowns. Because he sucks. But um yeah, Well so they, they mentioned the... Brett Favre and the Packers a couple times in this game. They I guess <laughs> the Vikings had just beat Brett Favre. 
Yeah, the week before. Um, did you look up that game? I didn't. Did you? I just did look it up, like how Brett Favre did. I think he threw like three interceptions in that game. That's not great. <laughs> so, like, okay, so they beat him 31-21 in Minnesota. And from what they were talking about, it sounded like uh, the Packers couldn't stop Randy Moss and the Vikings defensive line gave Brett Favre a ton of trouble. Which, yeah, threw three interceptions. I'm telling you how many times he was sacked. Probably a lot. No, no, only two for um, ten. And then they were talking up the Tampa Bay game next week, where it was like right after this game. It was the Tampa Bay, Brett, and uh, yeah, because because this game was on Fox, so obviously Fox was big into the the NFC, and it was the the whoever won that game would have the best record in the NFL. So it was mm-hmm. you know, Warren Sapp and the Buccaneers against Brett Favre and the Packers. Any guesses on how many interceptions he threw in that game? Three. Four. <laughs> Did they lose? Yeah. 21-7. <laughs> I actually wrote down that this game feels like a prolonged ad for the Packers-Bucks game. Yeah. They were, they were just they had a every little, break. Like, wild, wild west 30-second oh, video. Yeah, and then at the end they had another one that was like, because the commentators weren't the A-team either. It was Kenny Albert and Tim Green. And the only reason I recognize the name Tim Green is because that was a childhood friend of mine. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, Timmy Green. But they weren't good. But they also weren't worth my time to write down anything that they said. Except for when they were going into... Because they, they did. They had like a couple like 30-second promos i guess for the coming game and it sounded like because at the end they were talking about who made them and they would give them all this credit and i thought i don't think i'd want that credit if i had made those um but the first one was like a western one the second one was like a supposed to be like an old school monster movie and it was just like clips of both teams but set to like old school horror movie um music and I think the commentators were supposed to like talk over it, but they didn't. And so it was just unbelievably awkward because like, and cause you could tell that like they were supposed to lead into it. Cause Tim green was like the game coming up next reminds me of a monster movie. And then they like cut into the clip and then he just oh, sat yeah. there. Didn't say anything. Is that where they like circled and Warren Sapp is like, Oh, he's scary right at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Doing is like he was yelling because he just got a sack of Brett Favre. Like, yeah, like oh look at that, that's a monster face. I had some other oh. things I want to talk about the commentators. All right, yeah, let's get into it. I like this. I'm rubbing off on you. Well, I don't know if this is them. I think this is more of the media as a whole. But it's like I wrote down. There's a lot of talk about Glovegate going on. Oh my god! Because I guess at this time people were dissecting Tom Brady's performance with and without gloves. Yeah, so I was actually going to look that up in the Globe, and then I thought, you know what? I've been driving more this week than I have normally, and so I've had – I tried to get back into sports talk radio, and I couldn't do it. So I'm like, I can't, I can't do that to myself for my mental health. So I didn't go back into it, but you're absolutely right. They talked a ton about Brady's clothes because last week against the Raiders, they were talking about it, about how yep. he was wearing them. 
on his throwing hand and he started the game without wearing it. Then he put it on in the second half and he played better and he had it on this game and he started off really good. I just like that. I don't even think that was ever a thing though. You know, I've never thought about Tom Brady's performance with and without gloves. I've certainly talked about it in weather, you know? Yeah. And you know who else that, that shit just has died out. You know who else hasn't talked about it? Everybody Tom fucking Brady. Like, because they were like, oh, but Tom Brady says it, it doesn't matter. But maybe it does because he just threw a touchdown. I'm like, no, it, it doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you right now, knowing what's coming, it, it, it doesn't matter. They also insinuated that Richard Seymour faked an injury to get a timeout when he didn't mm. play another snap in the game, which was fucked up. Oh, that's right. He didn't do He didn't come yeah. back. Yeah. Because the Vikings are all about no huddle in the second half, and he got hurt, yeah. and then they're like, "Oh, you know, sometimes when you see that, he's faking it." Yeah, and it was also the other guy who was down was um, Loy Malloy, who like legit left the game in the end of the first half, like due to injury, and oh, like, yeah. he got lit up on that play too because uh, he had an Antoine Harris sighting, which was awesome. Shout out to Twan. Yep, Antoine Harris. Proud to rally North Carolina. Hero. They actually had it on there from Raleigh. Oh, did they? Yeah. Awesome. They had his little bio up That's when great. he got subbed in. But speaking of Richard Seymour, I want to bring this up. Because we I don't think we touched on it last week, but he one of the few highlights from the week before was that he he blocked a field goal. And then he did yes. it again this week. And this is like no gimmick stuff. Not not like you see uh who was it? Like Cassius Marsh or whatever the fuck his name was, jumping over the, the center to get the block. That was Jamie you know? Collins, but yeah. Oh, Jamie Collins did it too. I, th- I think Cassius Marsh. He may have. Someone like that. But yeah, until they outlawed that. Um, but yeah, no, this was just like him getting stuck in there, getting his massive frame straight up and putting a paw on the, And I'm pretty sure there's more than these two. I can remember a few. So I'm wondering, has there ever been someone better at blocking field goals I there's got to be uh, is that time field goal block leader there's it's yeah. gotta be a stat oh hakeem olojuwon with 3830 <laughs> blocks um i'm gonna say that doesn't quite work to be fair gary anderson did like barely kicked it above the line though yeah oh yeah this is this was fucking gary anderson probably towards the end of his career i have to think Right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He looked like he was playing in the 1950s with that single bar face mask way low. Yeah, so and he would see like half his forehead. Him. Yeah, oh, yeah, just yeah, just the one. At that point, it's like, dude, just just take it off. Like, you don't need a face mask. It's not going to do anything. Probably more harm than good. But he'd only play till 2004. You want to guess when he started kicking field goals? 74. Jesus, no. <laughs> It's not a hundred. Uh, the year before I was born, 1982. Jeez. So he played 13 years since a kicker. And uh, I just was... looked it up. Ted Hendricks. Uh, That's not true. 10 punt blocks and 14 kick blocks. Holy shit. Yes. In 1974, he had seven combined blocks. <laughs> That's insane. Good Lord. For when, when did he play? Did it, does it tell you what years? Is this back in like the 50s? I mean, it's 74, so probably, you oh. know, 
right, 1969 that. to 1983. Oh, by the way, um, Gary Anderson played for 23 years, not 13. He was 13 with with the Steelers before he moved on. That's banana. All right, well, I guess it's not <laughs> not Richard Seymour. Thing. Yeah, I'm going through this top list. He's not on here, bud. Sorry. Well, I guess blocking kicks was easier. Julius Peppers. Really? Has 12 field goals and a PAT. Damn, I didn't know. I, I mean, it makes sense. Julius Peppers is massive. Still, I wouldn't have expected other teams to like put those caliber guys on special teams like you do with like Bal- hmm. Speaking of turnovers, though, how about this Minnesota Vikings team? Fumble City. So they came into like this is this is just like a great team to watch. I think um, they came into the game having the top ranked rushing offense, which. For the 2002 page of defense, should be a bad problem, sign. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've had other teams run for 200 yards with not the top. Uh, they had the third ranked offense overall, but they also had the 31st ranked defense. Not good. They were also the most penalized team in the league, averaging nine penalties a game. Uh, I don't think they quite got that high in this game, did they? They were so. on a good pace, but they they've dropped it. Uh, they had eight penalties for 74 yards, so about right. Almost average. Um, they also were the worst team in the NFL in turnover differential. Coming into the game, it was minus 16 in, in, tw- in 11 games. That's pretty maybe, good. Maybe 10 games, depending on. Yeah, because they were, they were three and seven. So, yeah, in 10 games, they had a minus 16. So they were almost minus two every game. In this one, they were worse than that. <laughs> they had four fumbles, of yeah. which they lost three. And a blocked field goal. And a blocked field goal. which. So I mean, I, they had three, not, three, three fumbles, and not two fumbles in the field goal block before like mid-second. Yeah, by the end of the first half. Um, so basically the way the game went is the Vikings would drive straight down the field and then fuck something up. Mm. So the, the, they got the ball to start first. They drive straight down the field, uh, get inside the New England 10-yard line, and then Dante Culpepper pulls what I would generously say is a Drew Bledsoe. And they're trying to do a screen. It gets blown up. So he just backpedals straight backwards for 14 yards and then throws that out of bounds. But because he's still in the tackle box, it's intentional grounding. Oh, yeah. Because he didn't throw it towards anybody. So that backed him out of – it turned into like a long field goal. Like a, there was a weird call on that, though, where they put it put the ball where he threw it from as opposed yes. to 10 yards. I didn't know that's a thing. Yeah, it's either 10 yards or – Really? Yeah, or where it was from, whichever is further back, which is crazy. Um, but then – so that, that field goal got blocked because it's now like a f- like 46 or 48 yard or something like that instead of what would have been a chip shot. Um, so the Patriots get the ball back, drive straight down, Brady throws a touchdown to Fourier. And then Minnesota punts it. New England gets the ball back and drive all the way again, another Fourier touchdown from Brady. And then Culpepper gets the ball, misses Randy Moss deep, like really badly. Oh, yeah. Misses him by like 10 yards, which I think is hard to do with Randy Moss. Just by the fact that he's Randy That's what Moss. you're supposed to do with Randy Moss. Yeah, just throw it within 10 yards. miss him by 10 yards, so he must have missed him by 20. Exactly. Um, and so it's third and long. 
because Minnesota actually started the drive off false starting twice. Yeah. Um, and in a so, row. In a row. Yeah. Which they would do again <laughs> later in the game. Like towards the end of the drive. Gotta love it. End of the game, yeah. And then uh, Culpepper tries to to almost, it, I don't think it was supposed to be a QB draw, but he was he was doing a lot of running in this game. So he dropped back in the middle of the field, opened up. So he tried to take off, but he dropped the ball or he got it knocked out of his hand. Pages recover. Uh, turn around, Brady throws his third touchdown. We're, we're basically like 10 minutes into the, we're like five minutes into the, the second quarter at this point. Pages throws another touchdown to Troy Brown this time. So now it's 21 nothing. And um, Mike Tice is over there booking love boats. He's like, get me out of here. <laughs> Exactly. Was he and part then, of that? I don't know. I think he wasn't he the coach of the team. When was the love boat? I don't remember. I don't even honestly. I don't even know what the love boat is. I just know that really, if I can say, and they get all pissed off. Steven, oh. that was Fred Smoot. Oh, two thousand five. I don't think. Uh, I don't think your boy. Oh no, he was. I I'd always associated Mike Tyson my head with love boat. Yeah. Um, and this actually, according to Wikipedia, um, which led to the firing of head coach Mike Tice, who was replaced by <laughs> Brad Childress, who would lead the team to the 2009 NFC Championship game. I don't get so, it, though. What did they do? They just went on a boat and got, like, In October in 2005, wasted? what happened is, so this is October, right? So middle of the season, right? September, October 2005. An alleged sex party occurred on Lake Minnetonka with 17 key members of the Minnesota Vikings football team. They couldn't do it on Lake Titicaca? Including, and I will list these, Dante Culpepper, all-time name player Fred Smoot, mm. Moel De Moore, probably also on that list, Pat Williams, Bryant McKinney, Nate Burleson, Ralph Brown, Jermaine Wiggins. No what? shit, our boy. What? Ooh, we're going to we're gonna have to come back to that, I think, at some point. Um, Troy Williamson... Travis Taylor, Kevin Williams, Lance Johnson, Mo Williams, and Willie Offord. We see Mo Williams in this game. This is also Brian McKinney's like first start. It's definitely yeah. his rookie year. Yeah, because I had some notes on him too. We'll get to him. And Mo Williams, I think, was the leading rusher this year too, at least with touchdown. Yeah, he he was the uh, the touchdown back. He was the guy that you hated if you were in fantasy. Which probably wasn't even mm-hmm. a thing yet. So here's what happened. Two houseboats were rented, and some, but not all, of the players performed sexual acts in front of crew members. Prostitutes from Atlanta and Florida were flown in for the party in order to perform the sex acts. Jeez, there were at least 90 people girls? on the two boats. 90 people on two boats. And Smoot later estimated that there were 100 women present. An anonymous former player of the Minnesota Vikings claimed that this is not the first time such an incident has happened. The scandal sometimes been referred to as a love boat scandal after the television program or is this Smoot boat scandal in the news? <laughs> Allegedly, photographs were taken at the party showing people engaging in sexual intercourse. Four of the players were charged with misdemeanors related to the events. Later, commentators pointed to the scandal as a key event in the history of the team, which led to the firing of head coach Mike Tice. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> in a June 2013 Reddit Ask Me Anything thread, Fred Smoot did one about the love boat. What? And he's talking about Brian McKinney placing a naked woman on the bar before cunnilingus on her in front of the crew and guests. He, he referred to this act as running through the orca patch. The ochre patch. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Smoot was the alleged ringleader of the entire operation. He's said to have been the one who hired the boats for the crews. 
Uh, Smoot, however, has not denied that he was on the boat that night. Smoot allegedly held a double-headed dildo and inserted it into the vaginas of two women who were laying on the floor in the lounge area. After one woman, woman left, he continued to, quote, unquote, manipulate the dildo inside the other woman in front of the crew. <laughs> I need oh, to read my. that Fred Smoot AMA. Yeah, I think if we can find it. Oh, yeah, it's right there. Quick Google. Yeah, it is. All right, we'll have to link this. In the Was the love boat notes. worth it? <laughs> First one. <laughs> uh, Man, everybody asks me something about that damn boat. <laughs> no shit, buddy. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'd say it was worth it, but I wouldn't change anything in my past. <laughs> oh, man. This this guy is... Uh... But Jermaine Wiggins, Wiggy was in there. I did not. I didn't. I didn't even know he played for the Vikings. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think he left the the Patriots this this current season, like after after two thousand. Yeah, should have stuck gone. around, won a couple of more rings. Yeah, instead he ended up on the uh, love boat, the Smoot boat. The Smoot boat. Smoot, Smoot, all aboard. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the the orca patch later. The okra patch, not the orca. Whatever. Whole different meaning. <laughs> Some sort of like squid or something, right? Okra? No. Okra is like a I vegetable. <laughs> well, now I have to Google that. Uh, I don't get it. It doesn't look like a I, pussy at all. Yeah, how are you running through an okra patch? I don't, I don't oh, follow. Yeah. Maybe we should ask your man Wiggins. <laughs> Yeah, at least probably smart enough not to come on. So, speaking of uh, Michael Bennett, if we go back to the game, it's his turn to fuck up. We're still in the second quarter. And at this point, Minnesota realizes they have to abandon their game plan. So they're in the no huddle, which apparently is one of the reasons they were able to beat Green Bay the week before. Run the no huddle. And it actually worked pretty well in this game. They started running it four drives into the second quarter because they're already down three touchdowns drive straight down the field uh, into the, like the New England red zone yet again. This time, uh, Michael Bennett is the one that fumbles New England recovers. And these were all like really nonchalant fumbles too. Oh yeah. Like I, I didn't catch them in real time until the Patriots players were like piling oh, on the it. ground, pointing in their direction. Yeah. So then, um, Patriots don't do anything. Vikings get the ball back. And this time it is Randy Moss's turn to get into the action where he fumbles, New England recovers. And that was almost the end of the, the half. Three three turnovers in that one one quarter. Patriots couldn't capitalize again, even though they were pretty good field position. They go yeah, three and out, and they're in like that area of the field where Belichick just likes to go for it anyway, regardless of what it is, because it's too far for a field goal, not worth punting. Uh, but Brady gets sacked on fourth down, so that didn't work the way they expected. And then right at the end, and this is like with like two minutes left. So Minnesota gets the ball back, I think under two minutes, and they drive straight down the field again. This time they actually score a touchdown pass. Cole Pepper. So we go, go into halftime at 21-7. So if you're going to watch the game, you can just stop it there. Probably, yeah. That's like another. Yeah, first half was three, the second half was two. Yeah. 
Yeah, Kyle Pepper throws another touchdown, and then the team's straight field goal. Sorry, I was really busy reading the Fred Smoot AMA. <laughs> Nothing really juicy in there. I didn't even see the no. scandalous comment. No, it was right at the top. It was in that first comment. Right on that same, like when the Patriots kind of got sacked on the end of that drive right at the very end of the first half. Yeah. Do you see Chris Hovan talking shit to Brady? Yeah. Down 21 nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bro. And apparently he had gotten fined the week before for taunting, yes, taunting Brett yeah. Favre after a sack. Like, bro, read the room. I, uh, you're, you're fucking three and seven. You're committing the most penalties in, in the NFL. You're losing the turnover battle. Uh, they, had, they came in the game with 30 turnovers. And so I wrote, now they have 31 turnovers worse than the NFL. And they had to cross that out and had put 32 turnovers. And I had to cross that out and put 32. <laughs> so they had 33 turnovers. I, I vaguely remember defense. him. I don't really. Played 2000 to 2009. He looked very familiar, yeah. He, maybe I'm just confusing him with Bill Romanowski. He's like a poor man's Romanowski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he was quality. But this guy, although he did, he did say he played at uh, local college BC, yeah, with Damian Woody. He not quite he played on the end, and Woody was a center. But apparently, they used to go at it in practice back in college. Um, there was one comment too about um, the commentators made, and I don't know if you picked up on, but them being wrong again, Andy. God. Oh yeah, what were they wrong about? Those fucking they were assholes. talking about. Troy Brown. And what? They, said, they were wrong about oh, Troy Brown? Yeah, of course. Fuck. They were like, oh, what a great dude he is. He's like, oh, looks like he's preparing for life after football. He wants to be a, a broadcaster, which they what? were not wrong about. How did I miss that? They said, he's, he's never going to coach. He says the, he considered coaching, but there's too many long hours, which. <laughs> whoops. Whoops. Looks like he changed his mind on that one, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't stay away, baby. Happens to the best of us. So do you have uh, any... There was um Adrian Clem sighting. Oh, yeah, because the right... Clem with two M's. Yeah. He, he turned out to be pretty good, right? I don't think so. I thought he did. I thought he started on Super Bowls and stuff. No. I don't, I don't think he... He was kind of like middle of the road. Better than Kenyatta Jones? Clemson five years with the Patriots, appearing in 26 games with 10 starts. Maybe I just liked him because he has a great last name. Yeah. There's a bakery in, uh, in Wyndham, New Hampshire. It's Clemson named bakery. after him? Yeah, we'll say it is. Fuck it. <laughs> maybe it is. Or maybe he's named after the bakery. Who knows? He was born in Inglewood, right? California, so probably not. You know, You don't know that. That's true. I don't know. I don't think people Wyndham would name their bakery after a black guy. <laughs> hey, you're not wrong. It's it's very conservative. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's I don't know. That's about it. I yeah, did have a note here. It took me forever, like way longer than you'd think, to realize the Vikings helmets were horns. I realize this now. Okay, so you're not saying you realize it today. No, but within the last couple of years. Wait, really? Yeah. What did you think they were? I had no idea. I thought they were just like Nike swooshes. <laughs> oh, Steve. I didn't quite get it. 
as I just thought they were kind of dumb helmets. But now that I realize they're horns, I think they're a lot cooler. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, I might be about to blow your mind, but you know the okay. swirls on the Rams helmet? Those are horns. horns. I got that. Yeah. That part okay. made sense to me. <laughs> Maybe not when we were watching the Super Bowls, but by the time the second Rams Super Bowl came around, I'd figured that out. Oh, right. that's good. So you're, uh, I guess you're learning? I don't know if learning is the right thing. Realizing. Yeah. Do you, uh, what are the odds that Greg knows this? Hmm. He wouldn't know it, but he would shit on me pretending that I, he already knew it and calling me a fucking idiot for not knowing it. <laughs> and in his back of his mind, he'd be like, Fuck damn, those either. are horns. That makes so much <laughs> sense. Uh, speaking of stupid headwear, I think when we get Greg back on, we need to find out an update on his um, his hat that he bought. Yes. Yeah, the chicken wing hat. I'm trying to get my friends to place a bet on the chicken wing hat. What kind the of loser bet? has to loser has to buy a pair of Zubaz or the chicken wing hat? <laughs> They're debating the merits of Singletary versus Zach Moss and for fantasy this year. So one what happens one has if one side no fantasy this year? Yeah, I know, right? Well, there'd be a couple of games, and then so then what happens to fantasy? Do you whoever has got the most points wins? Probably. I haven't yeah. really thought about it at all. No, me neither. Which is crazy because it starts in like three weeks. Supposed to, yeah. At least when when we're recording this on the twentieth of August. But we'll see how that goes. I'm we'll in full on playoff Bruins and Celtics mode right now. All right. Which is a weird time to be late August. It sure is. It's just a weird time for all of it. I know. This is it's a very strange. I don't want you know what'll make this year better though. What's that? If Troy Brown finds out who we are, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say if Greg shows up next week with his fucking hat on. Uh, that'll only be a marginal thing. I want to really I mean, move the needle here. I'm with you. I am. Have we like my... pressured Tanya to reach out to him on our behalf yet? I mean, come on. We need to get not yet, going. but I, I think we probably should. We'll yes. have to uh, lay the groundwork for that. We need. We need to get some. We need to call in some favors. We need to do whatever we can. Yeah. Because, I mean, life isn't complete without Troy Brown in, in it. I know we've talked a lot about doing a Browns on Browns on Browns. Mm-hmm. We should just do a Browns on Browns on Brown and spend the whole thing talking about Troy Brown. That's how you, we get noticed. You know, we would actually probably get more content out of that than we would if we talked about the Cleveland Browns. Well, Greg's thing was the Browns on Browns on Browns on Browns while taking a shit. Doing it on the toilet, right? Yeah. Yeah, talking about Jim Brown. And I guess that's probably the only other Brown that's ever played for the. No, Cleveland I looked it Browns. up. There was like seven or eight of them. Really? Jim Brown's the only real famous one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we'd have a lot to talk about with them compared to talking about. That's just not advancing my cause here. <laughs> we'll, tell, tell, we'll tell Tanya, we'll do a special episode with Troy, the Browns on Brown. Yep. Browns on Brown. All, be all, all the Browns talking to Troy Brown about Troy Brown. Yeah. Do you think he'd want to talk about himself, though? No, but I do, so... Absolutely. Well, maybe. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm on to something Ooh. here. What if we do Browns on Browns on Browns on Browns and get Troy Brown on to talk about Jim Brown? I bet he'd, he'd love to talk about this. Or get Troy Brown on to talk about us talking about Jim Brown while we're all taking a shit. I don't know how many Browns on Browns that is. 
That's brown on browns on browns on browns on browns, browns. on brown. On brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then if we all wear brown, we could be in brown at the end. Yeah. Brown on browns on browns on browns on brown in brown. I don't think I own any brown though. Yeah. I, khakis it, maybe? I, I don't I know. Can if I just smear myself with poop. Boom. I trust you to take it. So uh, now that we don't have Greg here, I thought it would be a good opportunity to to actually talk about some more football instead of, well, I guess we've already covered the poop topic, which is usually where he goes. Yeah. Um, And I don't have any drug stories. So I was reading this week because I didn't have access to a television. Wait, you didn't have access to a TV? At the beginning of the week, yeah. Why not? I was up in Northern. Wait, is that like a third world country? Second world country, yeah. (laughs) Like they have toilets, but they don't flush, you know what I mean? It's Mm. like England. It's a second world country, according to our father. That's That's your words, too. I guess that's true. Laundry in the kitchen, what are they doing? Right. Fridges the size of a kegerator. That's not a real fridge. Yeah. Doesn't even go to my nipples. How am I going to fit my 30 rack in there? That's what I'm saying. They don't even have 30 racks or pickup trucks. Okay. What are they doing? What a fucking country. So we can just throw all of Europe in there. Probably. They drink their beer warm and their coffee's garbage. Like, yeah, so let's say I was in England this week, right? Okay. Uh, they, didn't have, they didn't have real television. Right. So I was reading, um, I bought a book called War Room by Michael Hawley, who is probably my favorite boston sports guy because he's like the only one that succeeded in the industry without being a hot take artist which i am very impressed he's a thoughtful dude doesn't rely on the hot takes and all that stuff i like mike reese but he's not really like a an opinion guy right exactly and michael holly is but he's like measured opinion so it's actually sure. he's like the voice of reason in all these talk shows i like him for that um, but he wrote this book it's about the legacy of bill belichick and the art of building the perfect team Written in 2011, I believe it was. So you could probably rewrite this a whole second time. But basically the same stuff. But it's cool because it's like behind the scenes about how Bill Belichick like builds a team and runs a team. So I actually just got to the part about, and by just got to, I'm like 10, 40 pages in. Um, talking about the Patriots won their 2001 Super Bowl and now they're going into 2002. And I found some interesting tidbits that I don't think I would have found if we hadn't been doing this. I thought I'd, this would be a good time to share them. All right. But the first thing was... Before, um, you, before you go on to this, can, can I just say, I can't believe you're outing yourself like this. What, as a reader? Yeah, fucking loser. <laughs> Everyone knows readings are fucking losers, Andy. <laughs> God. You know what? If you oh, mom know, would be very proud of you. Oh, Andy reads all <laughs> the time, Steve. You read. Yeah, but I'm not a fucking loser, mom. <laughs> If you don't know by this point, after the website and the podcast and just listening to me talk for a season and a half that I'm a fucking nerd, that's on you, not me. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm not talking about you. <laughs> fucking. Yeah. So, Mom knows too, Andy. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's already known that. <laughs> that's why I'm the golden child. Sure. <laughs> All right. Lay it on me. What did this stupid so, book say? So, but, <laughs> So, hey, don't you call Michael Holly stupid. We like him. Who's we? <laughs> You're speaking for all of us now, huh? No, it's the royal way. I'm speaking for myself in the uh-huh. royal term. Um, 
So the, basically he was talking about like this is just after the Super Bowl and it was kind of a happy accident they won. And so he was asked how many players on the Super Bowl champs would have to be replaced before you could call them perennial championship threats. He didn't hesitate. About 20. Belichick coming off of the biggest upset, well, one of the biggest upsets in Super Bowl history, turns around. They're like, all right, so for this to continue, how many people do you think you need to replace? And like immediately, it's like 20, give or take. So you can kind of see that in this 2002 season, I think, right? Like you've... It's not a lot of big changes, I don't think. On, on defense more than offense, I think. Right, like the front, the defensive line has gone through a bunch of guys because they can't stop the run. The They brought in Victor Green, who hasn't played as Yeah, but they don't lose, like, like their, their two corners and two safeties are the same. Their receivers are the same except the addition of Dion. They yeah. definitely turned the tight end position over. Yeah. The line's pretty similar, Offensive line is not great. Still, I think. Like, they struggled last week. And I thought they did a bit better this week, but both tackles... The linebackers are pretty similar year to year. Yeah, but the tackles are getting played. Oh, I'm not saying they perform. I'm just saying personnel, yeah. 01 to 2002, it's, it's a very similar group. I mean, we watched the Raiders oh, turn yeah. over 10 people on defense, which is fucking... 10 starters, insane. yeah, which is yeah. ridiculous. Their entire defense is new, except for Woodson. Right. So, but basically, the, this goes on to talk about how uh, the reason they did as well as they did in 2001 is because all the, like, the guys that they took chances on hit. So, Bobby Hamilton hit. Roman mm-hmm. Pfeiffer hit, right? Like, all of these guys who are, um, who were supposed to be just, like, kind of, like, role guys just kind of played out of their minds. Um, like, Rabel, they, same, same sort of thing. They did their job is what you're saying? You could say that, but they, it was more than just doing their job. Like, they actually, like, killed it. They did their job well? Yeah. So, let's see. Yeah, so if we're going to have a starting defensive end, but the problem is, like, those guys... Book? No, I'm about don't to... Don't read me the book, Andy. I don't... God, I'm not going to get secondhand loser from you. Listen, asshole, you're already a secondhand loser. I can but... do that on my own. <laughs> I don't need help to be a loser. Thank you very much. But basically, the, the gist of it is, so I'll fucking read, is that guys like Anthony Pleasant and Bobby Hamilton that they brought in as kind of like one-year stop gaps and killed it in 2001. Right at this point, we're kind of over the hill. And then the guys yeah. that they brought in this year that they tried to re- use as the guys like that, like Victor Green, they realized not so great. And they're talking, there's a story about um, they brought Damn in defensive tackles Steve Martin, who... Was supposed to be, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that. that Isn't he an actor? Like, among other things, apparently he's also defensive tackle. But he was supposed to be like that run-stopping, like space-eating Vince Wilfork type of guy in the middle. Yep. And apparently he was so bad that they, <laughs> like his technique was so bad that Belichick would put people like Bobby Hamilton, who was forty pounds lighter than him, to show him the correct way to do things, the guy still couldn't figure it out. And so he got cut halfway through the season, which I think is probably why at the beginning of the season you saw those 200-yard games because that guy couldn't get his shit together. And so it just kind of showed 
the like how on the edge the Patriots were in these first few seasons. And the fact that they won in 2001 was basically almost a fluke. Even though Belichick was building that system, which eventually would turn into like 03 and 04, which we'll see in then the next 20 fucking years. Right, right, right. But at that time, winning in 01 was just like blind luck almost. Well, I think that can happen, right? The Giants, Joe Flacco. I mean, there's all sorts of yeah. fluke shit like that. That's true. I think well, a big part to, of it's luck. Yeah, I, th- I think so. But I think the difference between them and this team is that the Patriots, they get lucky here and there. You know, that you have um, like an 0 1 against the Bills where was it Patton that got knocked out, but he was touching the ball and he was touching yeah. the sideline. So it was really yeah, rebounds. Yeah, yeah. You get lucky like that. Or maybe even the Edelman catch in the Super Bowl against the Falcons. That's it's like. Yeah, you know, it's a good play, but it's still kind of lucky just the way that it bounced everything. It didn't hit the ground. and um, But the Patriots are able to put themselves in that position so many more times just based on the foundation that they have. Right, right, right. They get you there, and then luck gets you over the hump. Yeah, yeah, and I think for a lot of teams, like, that's what you almost have to bank on. But the Patriots just just luck, continue yeah. to get to that point all the right. time. So eventually they're just like the luck will happen to them. And when it does, law of averages will win out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Same as the way that they draft, I think too. Do you, can we bring this back to like something, you know, cooler? All right. I, how about this? I have this uh, note, but you go oh, fine. You can do your cool thing from the book, Andy. No, this isn't from the book. Fuck it. I'll give you a cool stat. It's probably from the book. No, it's from this game, uh-huh. but I read it off the screen so you can fucking eat a dick. <laughs> Kevin Falk. <laughs> Is the only player in the league this season, I assume, with rushing, receiving, and kick return touchdown. I guess that's cool. Pretty fucking cool. Do you think Tom Brady's good at Madden? Um, like, how good is he at Madden? That's a see. I was he, just obviously that. he can read the defense like no other. See, I, well, I was officially going to dismiss that and say that he just doesn't play it at all. But he probably doesn't have time for. Video games, yes. But he probably doesn't yeah, but, read either because he, he actually does not read. Unless it's a scouting report. He'll read a scouting report, but that's it. I don't know. I think um, if Tom Brady played Peyton Manning in Madden, who would win? Has this ever been done? I uh, think Tom Brady playing Madden against each other? Here's why I say I think it's Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady was on the cover of Madden back in two or three years ago like that and because he was on the cover i bet he learned how to play it and because it's tom brady he's not going to play something he's not good at so he will get good at madden he's on 18 and yeah. 12 cool and 12? he's long-haired tom brady in 12 really i don't remember him. and he's on uh, playstation original nfl game day 2003 baby i remember that one yeah i didn't know he was on madden 12 if this, if this thing is legit yeah I don't know that it was. I thought 18. Um, I asked because I've been playing 2012, coincidentally, a college football game with my friends. And I'm oh, yeah. really, fucking, really fucking bad at it. 
See, I got I really can't, good. I can't read a defense and save my content. I just throw it to whoever <laughs> they're supposed to go to. And I throw interceptions all the time. I don't read a defense. I just go, it's going to that guy. It's going to that guy. And uh, <laughs> yeah. like half the time it works. And maybe stare him down and stare him down. Yep. I don't read shit. And my oh, one yeah. coworker, the guy's going to be on next week. He's like, he played quarterback in high school. He's like, oh, you got to read this. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> This no. guy's getting the ball. It says right in the place. I throw it. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's highlighted. That's why he's yes. highlighted. Which, going back to what we talked about before, is why I play my games on easy. Because on a rookie, that, that's a completion 90% of the time. That's true. I ain't uh, getting picked off. So Tom Brady's going to complete 80% of his passes. I forget yeah. what it was, him, but one coworker we played Madden, and he's like, you want to play against each other? I was like, no, I don't want to play against each other. <laughs> And so he played as the Patriots against the Jets on easy mode and just destroyed them. It just feels so good. I know that we got ragged on, but I think it was Greg and Connor at the time. But, like, I don't play video games for the challenge. I play video games to cosplay as a fucking superhero. Like, I'm doing shit that I can't do in real life. I brought the whole box of beers to my room with me for this podcast because I know I couldn't walk away and get another one. That's some real forward thinking for you. You know, I don't want to leave you by yourself, Andy. Although you probably could have just read out of your book to our audience. You know what? I'm gonna. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try find a way to have people vote on this, but nobody fucking does. So fuck it. You know what? I'm in the right here. Sure. Okay, I am. Buddy. I am bringing new information to our audience. You're sitting there fucking talking about boxes of beers and how you suck at Madden. And. The best name in the whole game, maybe even in Madden in Fred 2002. Smith? No. He played in this game. He was uh, their fullback. It was their fullback? I don't know. Who was it? Yeah, Jim Kleinsaucer. <laughs> Spelling for all of you out there. K-L-E-I-N-S-A-S-S-E-R. Hell Yeah. And he looks like a he looks like a Klein saucer. I think like he's actually just insult. a really fancy tea set. Just the first Google image result that comes up is the best. What is it? Talk, walk me through it with your words. Uh, he's wearing a Vikings jersey with like a nice patch. Okay. And it looks like he's taking a shit <laughs> while looking off to the right. Somehow he's not looking right at the camera. He's looking off to the right. He's taking a shit. So it's almost like a candid photo. Yeah, you can see like his, his teeth, his top row of teeth, his gums. He's like biting his lip. And he's, oh, so his, his, all, his, face is all, his face is all scrunched up like he's pooping. So not, not a pleasurable sort of thing. Then. Yeah, full-on uniform poop. Nice. That's great. Oh, I have... I think, I think we, we have uh, criminally under-talked about and that's a, a phrase that people say. Yes. In books, they write it. <laughs> we have criminally undertalked about your boy, my boy, Dandy Randy Moss. And I don't know if you caught this at the beginning of the game, but it was almost like, because uh, they had like the, the pregame a little bit, the Fox pregame. And then Which is had, awful. Oh, and the right. same fucks that they're still then and it's yeah. awful but, and it's just them talking over each other about and they have the robot or something uh, how have they had no innovation there i mean 
it's the NFL. They, Fox. They throw their money at them anyway. It's Fox. But they had like, you know, the, like after they cut to that and before they go to the actual games, they have like. Wait, wait, wait. Like before we get off this. League. Before we get off this. All right. There was one innovation that they got rid of, which I really liked. Which when was? they'd score, like the, they would make that like sound and then the score would change and like change the colors of your team, you know? I don't remember that. It's, Did it happen in this game? Yeah. And well, I really remember it from the Super Bowl when, in, in the Rams Super Bowl when Adam Vinatieri kicks that field goal and it makes that like uh, sound. Like machine noise kind of sound? Yeah, it's like... Whoop, whoop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. It's subtle. Yeah. But yeah. But I was associated that sound with us winning and... <laughs> that's the only thing they took away and they left fucking all those fucks in the pregame show just talking over each other they left the robot and the robot which mama brown hates and hates. so what we did like with a passion uh so what we did is when they were trying to they had a contest to name that robot Remember? oh really yeah. No. <laughs> so I submitted a lot of submissions to name it Christine. <laughs> Didn't work. Come on, they're not going to name a robot Christine. That's a pretty good name for a robot. If you're in like a horror yeah, movie. It's Fox, bro. But yeah, so back to my point. Oh, they yeah. Were, uh, they were just ending the, the pregame show and they were doing like the mic'd up around the league, you know, they do. Yeah, it's yeah. like the, the, the hype up huddle. And they had. Our boy Randy Moss. Like that. Ooh, they got some monsters coming out here, dog. <laughs> they got some big Super Bowl champion monsters coming out here. Decorated in that blue and gray. <laughs> they got some Super Bowl monsters coming out. Decorated in that blue and gray. And for those who can't see it, he's doing the classic wears his gloves in his face mask. Yeah. Like they're like fangs. Yeah, like he's just got to like like velcroed onto the bottom of the yeah. face mask. He's got his face like a little bit too high up, so you can't really see him. Randy Moss is my one of my favorite characters in the NFL. I think he's very yeah. awesome good. Oh, for sure. I remember there was some, and, and I'll look it up when we get to that point of like when he joins the team and we, we talk about him in depth. But there was some article about him, how he lived in like uh, an over 50s com- like gated community. Just because he wasn't like a party or anything, he, he liked the uh, he got along with all the, the neighbors and liked the the like quietness of it all and everything. Like that's, that's crazy. pretty fucking cool. Yeah, just like a misunderstood dude. He's I know he grew up in Rand, guy. West Virginia. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. I mean, all of West Virginia is the middle of nowhere, buddy. That's true. Did you know West Virginia was the only state that was created during the Civil War? Cool. Did you read that in a book? No. Maybe I did. I did read a book about the Civil War. I may have made that up, though, actually. It sounds good. Yeah? Yeah. I thought it was something where, like, most of Virginia wanted to be part of the South, and then, like, except for the western part of the state. They're like, no. Nah, it doesn't make any sense now. Why not? Because West Virginia is where all the racists are. I suppose that's true. Well, isn't Virginia where most of the races are too, though? Nah. Too many people up here in D.C. Mm. Yeah, well, they're all racist as well. 
You're all racist. Anything south of Connecticut's racist, boy. Oh, right. <laughs> You're a southerner to me, Steve. Uh-huh. You yeah, because, you know, people in New Hampshire aren't racist at all. That's why, that's why, that's why Wyndham's Bakery named, their, <laughs> named themselves <laughs> after a black guy. They don't call us the south of the north for nothing. Uh, speaking of Virginia, though, um, our boy Randy Moss, after the game, the, like, the first thing they shot to, like after Brady took the knee to end it and everybody came on the field, was Randy Moss talking to our one and only love of the podcast, Troy Brown. Yes, I did see so that too. I'm going to, to put it out now. I'm going to be the first one to put it on record. I think Troy Brown is responsible for getting Randy Moss on the Patriots. I'll believe it. I'll co-sign that. And they never played together, though. Right? doesn't matter. They're pretty close, though. Yeah, they were... Overlapping. When did Troy Brown retire? I want to say, like, five or six. Yeah, I'm going to say in that general vicinity. Troy Brown. Not 2006, probably 2005. 2007. He didn't play one game in 2007, but had no stats. So he was on the team with Randy Moss. Yeah. So yeah. That, this is lending more credence to your. This is what I'm saying. Played one game. You had six punt returns. And and where did, did they both go to college? Marshall. Yeah, they're both Marshall guys. See, it's all coming together, Steve. We're putting mm-hmm. this together on mm-hmm. the fly. Oh, I love it. All right. All right. Fucking a! Oh, he's he's from South Carolina though, Troy Brown, which is it's not too far. It's in the general vicinity of West Virginia. Oh man! So maybe if we get Troy Brown on, he'll get his his best friend Randy Moss to come with him. Oh, that'll that'll put us on the goddamn map. I don't really care about that though. <laughs> no, I just want Troy Brown on. But I'd love to talk to Randy Moss. I bet he's a yeah, fascinating yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, for sure. Because apparently, like he knows his shit too. Like he was teaching right. the Patriots shit about how offense worked. Yeah. Belichick said that many times. Yeah. Just not in this game. Because in this game, the first quarter the first quarter of the game before against the Packers, he had four catches for 67 yards. In this game, he had one for 17. And he didn't finish with many, many catches in general. Ty Law, they, they, fumble. You know, they were all about stopping Randy. They were not going to let Randy beat him. Yeah. Yeah, they had yeah, Tyler on every they, time. Yeah, they doubled him. Yep. So, what do you think his uh, his stat line was? Uh, he's had maybe like five catches. Mm-hmm. Yardage? Uh, not more than he had maybe one twenty-yard one, a couple tens, so probably know, fifteen yards a catch. Now, how many yards do you have total? It's fifteen times five, Andy. I don't know. I didn't come here to do math, buddy. <laughs> I don't know either. He won't do math. 75. Yeah, yeah, five. He yeah. actually had eight catches for 92 yards. That's, that's, even, that's more than I thought, yeah. He didn't like he impact was, the game like that, though. No. He was the le- yeah, longest of 19. He was did you see the last the play of the game where he just didn't do it? I was going to say, that, yeah. Like he just, and the commentator's like, well, he knew it wasn't coming to him. I'm like, eh, still. To be fair, what the fuck were the Vikings thinking? They're on like their 40. Yeah. And it was fourth and 10, and they threw it to Jim Kleinsoster. Yeah. <laughs> With like, like 20. Lined up in the slot. 
Yeah, like 20 seconds left. They were just trying to get another first down. And like clearly Randy heard that call in the huddle and then just walked. Like they snapped the ball yeah. and he just walked off the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Like three yards off. He's Why is, the fuck are you not just throwing me a goddamn jump ball? Also, all the other plays before that were deep bombs to not Randy Moss. And even yeah. the commentator was like, if he you're going to throw that in a double hard. coverage, you may as well throw it to Moss anyway. He was shitting all over Mike Tice for those yeah. calls. Yeah. Yeah, this is not. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you're doing. Game. But I mean, you can't really uh, complain too loudly about Mike Tice when he his team is uh, after this 16, 17, 18, minus 19 in the turnover differential. Still the most penalized team in the league, averaging nine penalties a game. <laughs> like, he obviously doesn't have a handle on shit at all, right? Well, he lasted enough to later. get the love, and the love boat is what did him in. Right. How did he even get there? I mean, did he have decent records? Nope. He, oh, that's right. He, uh, he finished his career, his five-year career, uh, one game under 500, 32 and 33. He went six and 10 in 2002. So this year he would go six and 10. And then nine and seven, eight and eight, nine and seven. God. So like, hundred percent mediocre. He's like Jeff Fisher, but not as good. Yeah, not that Jeff Fisher was good. Jeff Fisher was really good at being mediocre for a really fucking long time. Yep, this isn't that. <laughs> but they showed some stat in this game where Mike Tice was the coach with the longest like tenure in the NFL as a player. Like he had played yes. for 14 years or something like that before. Becoming, and I thought, well, I guess that doesn't translate. <laughs> uh, do you have any other interesting tidbits? I had a couple. Um, the left guard for the Vikings, or maybe the left tackle, I don't know. Uh, McKinney. He, I think it was his rookie year. It was. And they so were shit all over him. They said he was six foot eight, 300 and something pounds. A big yeah. fucking man. And they were saying he had to start out of a two-point stance on yeah. every play instead of a three-point stance because he's too slow getting out of a three-point stance because he's 6'8", 300-something pounds. Like, Gronk's like 6'9", 270. I, like, honestly, like, these days, it's not that big. I know we, his nickname was Mount McKinney, right? I think it was, yeah. Which isn't, like, I don't know. He didn't seem, by today's standards, that fucking big. But I guess he was back then. And Gronk was dude was six, sick. Six, I mean, he was there for a long time, if I remember. He was like legit as fuck for a long time. I thought he was, yeah, a bit of a stalwart, yeah. Yeah, he definitely was. But Bryant McKinney, left tackle. Was there from 2002 to 2013. Yeah. Which, yeah. It's pretty good. Minnesota started pretty much 16 games every year, except for 2008 when he started 12. But Pro Bowl in 09, won a Super Bowl. Yep. With Minnesota? Wait, won a Super Bowl? Yes. No, he did. Oh, he must have won it with Baltimore? Yep. 11 or 12, whatever that was. The Ravens, Baltimore, and the Niners. When oh, the lights right. went out. That was a shit Super Bowl. That was one that was rooting for the lights to go out. And they did, so I turned the game off. <laughs> you laugh like I'm kidding. I can't stand the hardballs as coaches. Like screaming until their face turns red with all the fucking veins. Like, you tell him, Andy. You should write him a strongly worded letter. You know, I might. You know, you know why what? I can do I that? They don't... I can fucking read because I read books. 
Yeah, but they're not going to read it because they're not fucking losers. <laughs> Touche. Hold on. God damn it. Where's Greg to shit on when you need him? Mm. Give me, a, give me a, a, a fun fact about Greg. Something embarrassing. Fun fact about Greg. Yeah, something we can show him. It sounds like you have one that you want to say. I don't. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. Oh, jeez. Oh, I, I got one. Uh, back when he was little, probably about the time we were watching these games, maybe a bit before, uh, he used to cry when the Patriots would lose. I have one that he's not going to be happy that we share, so we should <laughs> definitely share it. All right, let's go. Uh, he was wrestling Danny. Danny is our neighbor. He's in between me and Greg's age. So yeah, yeah. he's like a an extra brother, right? And uh, Danny had him in like a like a half guard or I don't know what the fucking MMA term is, but like you know, he had yeah, him like yeah, on their back with their arms pinned. Yeah. So Greg couldn't get up, and Danny's like kind of straddling him, and Greg leans up and kisses Danny right on the lips to get out of the hold. <laughs> <laughs> I witnessed the whole thing. Uh, this coming from the man who invented the term, the best part about wrestling is only one person has to want to wrestle. Right. As he right. would jump on you and try to wrestle you. And then I guess he kisses you too. <laughs> Which is honestly dovetails right into wrestling, so totally okay. <laughs> oh boy. I love it. We should All get right, Danny so on here. We probably should, yeah. Just mm-hmm. a shit on and probably you too, because he knows all your secrets. Well, next week is that Lions Week. Um, well, we haven't done our best and worst, but I can tell you that yes, it is. Nice. I believe right. Thursday. I think this is a, a Thanksgiving Day game. It is. How about that Thursday, twenty eighth. We have a very we have a special guest coming for that one. We do. That's good to know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I talked to him this week. We're gonna. We're going to make turkey and stuffing sandwiches. Okay. For dinner. And we're going to we're going to go all out. We're going to have a Thanksgiving Wait, dinner. Didn't uh the candy corn people just come out with Thanksgiving flavored candy corn? What? That sounds Did I stutter? Sounds disgusting. Candy corn. Stat check. Brock's turkey dinner candy corn. New to store oh. shelves. A full course meal presented in a unique mix of candy corn flavors. Oh, each Brock's, one's different? Brock's turkey dinner includes all of the traditional Thanksgiving favorites from roasted turkey, green beans, and stuffing to ginger glazed carrots, cranberry sauce, and sweet potato pie. Flavors Wait, but include it's like green each, beans. Is each corn a different flavor and you just like scoop them all up and eat them to get like a mix? Or is each corn all of the flavors mixed? I'm going to say... Each individual corn is a flavor. From the so you could it. get like a handful. It's just all green beans and disgusting. I think it's going to be disgusting either way. It's available at your local Walgreens, though, so maybe we'll have to do that. I'm gonna actually make like a I would, like I could really go for like a turkey and stuffing sandwich. Yeah, you know, it's the best. Yeah, but that won't be nearly as funny as us suffering through a bag of Brock's turkey dinner candy corn, would it? Look, he's going to have to suffer through watching the Lions lose. Yeah, but he's used to that. He's not used to turkey dinner candy corn, is he? Well, it's not like piling on the poor guy. (laughs) We're piling on just by having him on the first place. He's going to suffer through us. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of suffering, uh, give me your best and worst. 
Um, I feel like we've talked about, I think the best was Charlie Weiss's play calling. Especially in the first half. He had, he was calling a great game. They yeah, even announcers of, they 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 likened the defense to like a boxer on his heels, not knowing where it's coming from. Like the second Fourier TD was like not only was he open, but Daniel Graham was right behind him was open. Like everybody was yeah. open because they bit yeah. so hard. Yeah, this was it was literally just nothing but quick passes, which was to slow down the defensive line basically. No, it's just like I don't know they, their cadence and the. They just kept everybody yeah. off balance. It was a really good play con. And then the worst yeah. was how the Vikings used Randy Moss. Like, I don't think he got one outside of that terrible throw by Culpepper. They didn't take a single deep shot with Randy. Right. Which, like, I don't care it. if he is double covered. Let's throw it up there. Throw, yeah. Brady's done it a bunch of it's times. Third down. It you throw it up there. If it's an interception, it's a pick. You know? Right. Might as well be a punt. Yeah. No, I agree with you. All right. My best was. Uh, Tom Brady on, I think it was in the second quarter after Bennett fumbled, the pages got the ball like inside their own 10 yard line and it's third and seven. And the pages kind of like need to get out of their own end because at this point, the, uh, like he's kind of starting to drive. So what Brady does is he runs the hard count, which draws the defensive line off sides. So then he knows he's got a free play, so he takes a deep shot, which then draws a pass interference, and they get the ball at like the 40-yard line. They're out of danger. Oh, yeah. And this is like year two Tom Brady. Like, that's some fucking – that's some veteran shit right there. That was awesome. Um, we talked about Richard Seymour blocking field goals. That was great. Roman Pfeiffer, I think – we haven't talked enough about him this year. He's, he's still been one of the bright spots on the defensive, like, up front there, that front seven. And he actually forced two of the fumbles in this first half. He forced the, I think it was the Bennett fumble and the Moss fumble, both caused by him. Nice. Yeah, he's yeah. been solid. Yeah, Although I feel like he has been too. You know. Yeah. yeah. But he's the guy that like never misses a tackle. Right. Always where he needs to be, always around the ball, doing things like that. Um, and then there was also... I kind of wish Greg was on here that we can show him for this, but uh, Belichick calling a timeout right at the end of the first quarter. So the Vikings have to punt into the wind. Oh, <laughs> so didn't typical think, I didn't Bill see Belichick. That. Yeah. Even the, the announcers actually picked up on it, which I thought 26 was yard punt, I think. Yeah. I have a note in here 26 yard punt, daddy big leg. Yeah. yeah it was a garbage punt in the wind. Uh, so that worked out. And I think the Patriots ended up scoring a touchdown on that ensuing drive, too, which is great. Um, my worst outside of Gary Anderson's face mask was probably, uh, I don't really want to say Dante Culpepper. Oh, I have a worst like, for you. He was just not good. You have a worst for Oh, no, you know what my worst is real quick? Is uh, fucking Fox can't afford the yellow first down line. Fucking scrubs. <laughs> I haven't really seen it yet. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's I think it's still like at the point. TV games. Yeah, I think it's at the point where it's ESPN still owns the rights to it. But um, Tom Brady got stoned on the fourth down sneak. He did. He had a couple that, that worked. Ended up leading to another to the touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Which right at the end never, of the half, right? Yeah. 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 You never see that. I know. It I can't good. remember the last time 
we sneaked and not made it. Yeah, that was success uh, rate's like ninety something percent. I, and like, I think that was the first time it didn't work. Yeah, actually, because they were talking about how before, with like less than three yards to go, he he picked it up one hundred percent of the time. So that may yeah. have been the first time he failed it. Yeah, that's a great one. So yeah, I mean, I think that does it for this game. I don't have any other interesting things. I'm gonna read more of my books so that I can have something to annoy you about later. All right. That's uh, fine. I don't care what you do with your time. You're already all firmly entrenched in loser value. Might as well build the house. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you down with me though. So Yeah. So I guess is the point in the show where we should ask for feedback, yeah. <laughs> you keep nobody doing seems it. To be, I don't... No, nobody seems to be leaving any feedback. So I feel like we need to kind of sweeten the pot. Do you have any ideas? Oh, they can come on the show. If they leave feedback? Yeah, or... Fucking anybody. Yeah, or we'll say whatever they want on on the air. (laughs) Fuck it, we'll do it live. We'll read it live. It's dangerous, but I love it. All right, yeah, I think... How about this? We will say anything, any uh, feedback that we get, any review that we get. Well, we had that one guy com. Shut up. RateThisPodcast.com slash PatsPod, and that'll take you to whatever uh, whatever thing that you use to listen to podcasts in a way to, that you can leave a, a review easily. You're not like okay. encouraging reviews by saying nobody's reviewing us, Andy, and now no one's going to want to review us because they don't want to be first. They're not first. We have, we have, I think, three or four reviews already. But Ooh. I just want to know. We have that one guy that messaged us. Yeah, and we're going to have him on. Exactly. Sometime soon. Yeah. Maybe that could be you. You could message us and then we're so desperate for yeah. guests we bring you on. So here how about this? How about we do this? It, any feedback we get, we're gonna read on the podcast. Yeah. Sure. So if you if you want to hear unless it's words slandering voice, me. Unless it's slandering me and then it's not Oh, not. especially if it's slandering you. No. If it's slandering you, I'm gonna have Greg read it. And if it's slandering me, I'll have you read it. And if it's maybe it's more like the mean tweets where you have to read your own slanderous reviews. <gasps> oh, that's even better. I love it. All right. So if yeah, if you have anything good or preferably bad to say, we will read it on air. And how about at the end of or if we if we find them we like especially, if you got some like cool insight or something like that, we will have you on the podcast if you want to come on. How's that sound? No, I'm, I'm glad you're excited for it. Awesome. Thanks. Woo! <laughs> you know what, Andy? I don't give a fuck what people say, what they think. Except you, Mom. I, th- I care what you think. <laughs> well, Mom is one of our uh, reviews. <laughs> is she? she? She didn't know she was leaving a review. But it's for her. So we're, yeah, we're she, stuffing she texted me something. So I made it a review. Oh, yes. And, uh, posted it on Twitter. Did it include burbling along? It did, yes. Us burbling mm. along. Let's burble for mom real quick. Burble, 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 burble. <laughs> she does. She does enjoy the podcast, though. She so loves it. Well, maybe at some point we'll we've been it for a while, but maybe we'll have her on the podcast. Maybe that's our niche, dude. Six-year-old ladies who love quilting and patriots. Yeah, and Greg being an asshole. Yeah. I don't know. If she loves that. She does say that she's learned a lot about Gregory. Yeah. Yeah. Probably to his detriment, I would imagine. I can't wait for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awkward dinner table. Uh, I'm going to make it awkward. Yeah, wine fixes all those problems. Don't worry, Andy. It's Christmas. Oh. 
No, maybe we'll have to have some uh, Drew Bledsoe wine for Christmas. There you go. Mom loves Bledsoe. Mom loves wine. Boom. Done. I know what she's getting for Christmas. Don't tell her. Mom, don't listen to this part. <laughs> Fuck. We just won't release it until after Christmas. <laughs> no, I don't think that's possible. But all right. You got anything else, Steve? I'm Gucci. Or can we take this episode out back and, and put a bullet through its head? Yeah, let's do that. All right. So join us next week. Uh, apparently we have a special guest that I just found out about as the Patriots will travel to Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan for a special Turkey Day episode. And uh, if you want to follow along yourself, you're more than welcome to buy some Brock's turkey dinner candy corn <laughs> and eat along with us. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you next week. See you later. See you later.